Hi there. A quick message before we start. Don't forget that you can save money this winter when you book your ski hire at intersportrent.com and use the code SKIPODCAST. You'll get a guaranteed discount for all ski hire in France, Austria and Switzerland. And to make it even simpler, you don't even need to use that code. Just take the link in the show notes and your basket will automatically be reduced. So if you want to support the Ski Podcast, remember to book your ski hire within support and to use the code Ski Podcast or take the link in the show notes. It'll save you money and help us too. Right, let's get on with the show. This weekend, I visited the National Snow Show at the Birmingham NEC on Saturday and Sunday, and I always enjoy catching up with friends from the industry, uh, learning what's new and what the latest news is, and I ended up speaking to so many people, I thought uh, this deserved an episode of its own. Uh, Some of the people I chatted to talked about the show specifically, others about the thoughts for the season. But let's start off with Chemi Alcott, one of the main hosts for the show, who I caught up with at the main stage on the morning of the first day. Right, I'm here with Chemi Alcott. Today you are hosting the uh, main stage here at the uh, the yes. National Snow Show in Birmingham. How's it going so far? Really good. I mean, that was a first sold-out seat gig, so uh, really good. I mean, you start with someone like Katie Ormrod, you're going to be inspired. Um, I think we've got a really good mix of incredible speakers, Q&As, interactive sessions. Obviously, you're coming up. I'm really <laughs> excited for that. Live. Yeah, we'll be doing one of your pop lives. I mean, loads of stuff can go wrong, Ian. Are you ready for that? No, I don't think anything will go wrong at all. But We're that, perfectly that's prepared. What makes it go right you know when it's really what about the rest of the show have you had a look around what do you think i mean i think there's more retailers lever but everyone's understanding that it's not so much about selling things here it's about giving people experience and that's what i noticed this morning i was skateboarding around before everyone away every stand has got something to do whereas you know it used to be kind of a fact-finding mission you'd get paperwork you'd go home and you'd read it now right go to the stands do something learn about it and then you know you're absorbed more from the show yeah and i think that you know evidently uh, there's quite a lot of people here i think you're on the just outside the door keeping everyone yeah. uh, entertained before they came in because a big queue of people this morning yeah i, I mean that? i was amazed by that last year that we had a big queue and we had the same queue this year I and mean, people are that excited that they will give up their saturday morning sleep which we all know is very precious <laughs> and wake up and queue to get in and that's just it just shows the vibe it shows the enthusiasm i think it says that the winter sports in the uk it's back we are back and you know get involved get passionate about it yeah it's very exciting and in fact i believe there may be an announcement later on that there's going to be a second london ski show oh, yeah. next year I have any inside info that. on that i do but i think you should wait for the announcement yeah no worries great to speak to Chevy. you too good luck later Well, more news of that announcement later on uh, in this episode when we'll be finding out about that possible new uh, London show. But next, let's come to Al Morgan, our equipment expert on the Ski Podcast, who I bumped into on the Sunday. Uh, I'm here with Al Morgan, uh, equipment uh, expert. Always good to catch up with. I would just bump into each other. Right, what do you think? What's your initial impression of how uh, how it looks here? Well, I mean, it was a bit quiet this morning on the Sunday, but actually walking around the show feels way busier yeah. than earlier. It's fantastic. People seem to be really excited 
you know, getting on the slope, just trying out new products. People, you know, trying on ski outfits and helmets and goggles, yeah. it's no bad thing. And you've probably seen most of the kit here already, right? There's no kind of new things for you uh, to discover. I haven't come across anything new yet. <laughs> That's because you're ahead of the game. One of the reasons for that is you're often out you know, at the SIGB ski test yeah. to get to see the product early. I understand that that test is actually changing location this year. It's been out in Kutai uh, for a while previously. Yes, yeah, so it's been in Kutai for quite a number of seasons. We did have a little bit in Pila in Italy, but going to La Clusa in France, which we've not been to for the yeah. SIGB ski test before. So SIGB is the UK's trade organisation for skiing, particularly looking at hardware so and, and clothing and all this kind of thing. And it's just really exciting to go to a new location, new opportunity, yeah. really. Yeah, great. And I know you know, you've talked to us before on the podcast about how that works, but hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, to catch up just after that and find out your impressions about the uh, uh, the new skis, etc. And listener, you might know that we're, we're currently trying to plan a ski boot special. We're going to get Al on board to uh, you know give us some real inside information on that. But um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your time at the show, and we're, I'm sure you'll be on the podcast again soon. Looking forward to it. Walking around the different stands, I saw lots of people that I know. I noticed uh, Jared from Ski Olympic and had a chat with him. Here with Jared Osborne from uh, Ski Olympic. You've been at the stand today. You've been pretty busy, I'm thinking. Yeah, really busy. Really good day. Lots of people. Yeah, and you were saying to me that, you know, with Ski Olympic, I mean, you've been in business a long time, right? How many years is it? 33 years. Right, and your father ran the, yeah. the business for in you to go. Days, yeah, so you yeah. get a lot of clients coming back year after yeah, year. But one yeah. of the great things about being here is, well, I guess you meet some of them, but new clients as well? Yeah, lots of new clients. That's what we're here for. We uh, There's lots of people that haven't heard of Ski Olympic, so it's great to spread the word again. Uh, as well as tour operators and retailers, there was one business which I found really, really interesting, something I'd never come across before. They're called Random Rental, and I spoke to Will about that. I'm here with uh, Will from Random Rental at the National Snow Show, and this really caught my attention. You've got a fantastic gondola here. She's been converted. It's got a table in the middle made out of a snowboard. Uh, and apparently you can buy these or rent them, is that right? You can buy these, rent them, they can go to parties, uh, corporate events, we have some stuff going for uh, uh, visual merchandising. Um, so really, yeah, and, and anything people want, we will be able to do. Excellent, and this one here I can see came from Courcheval. I was trying to see if I recognised it as to what lift it was from, but uh, you know, not that old. And then over here as well, you've got some chairlifts, small dated two-person chairlifts. Where are they from? Uh, these are from somewhere in Austria. I can't remember the name of the resort, but refurbish these by doing um, bent the, the steel legs to go at the bottom. We've had them re-powder coated or, or powder coated instead of galvanized and then we've replaced the um, the wooden the wooden slats on top. And again these can go to parties, people have had these at weddings. Um, these have been John, John Lewis had one last year for the whole season so it's been a bit mental. If you wanted to you could buy one though and put it into your you garden for your garden indeed, bench indeed right? Indeed you could, indeed you could. And how many of those uh, chairlists have you got? We bought initially we bought 56. So how do you yeah. how do you get 56 chairlists from was, Austria to it, the UK? It was, it was a lot a lot <laughs> a lot of transport a lot of transport it was it was a, it was a lot of long days to be honest with you. a lot of long days but we got we got it and we, we got them here and they've been going well and we've got We've only got four left now to sell. So really? That, that's amazing. And and will you kind of specialise in upcycling uh, furniture, is that right? Yeah. So, I, so, I, so that's how you graduated onto this? So I started upcycling um, all sorts of lighting, furniture. We've done bits of aircraft, loads of stuff. Uh, 
in the motor industry as well, like barbecues, all sorts of really crazy stuff. I suppose this this came more from a passion for the sport, to be honest. Yep. Like, I love skiing, so skiing was just made sense that I took my job into, into my interest. Yeah, so, so key question then, if I wanted to buy myself one of those chairlists, uh, one of your four that you yeah, got left, yeah, how much yeah. would it cost me? Uh, they, they sell those at 2250. 2250. Okay, and a gondola? A gondola. At the moment, I'm not sure on the price of it because I haven't been able to get any more yet. So if I, sell, if I start selling them, I'll, I won't be able to rent them. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's brilliant. Thanks very much, Will. So that's your Christmas present list sorted. <laughs> I also met up with Luke Reese. You might recognise his voice as he was on our snowboarding special episode that came out recently. I'm here with Luke Reese from uh, AWE365. I just wondered uh, what you're looking for at the show today. Um, well, I'm just interested to look around, uh, meet the brands and the different destinations and tour operators. And uh, there's a lot of them here, basically. And what do you think about the uh, show? It's a bit bigger than last year, isn't it? It is. It's certainly grown and it seems quite busy. And uh, there is a lot to get around. I'd probably recommend anyone comes out here. Yeah, I've lost track of time. I think it's about one o'clock and we're here on Saturday. And it looks very full of people in all of the aisles at the moment. Lots of dodging around, which is pretty positive, I think, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's great for the uh, the companies that are here because obviously they need to generate revenue to, to come again. But I, I can't imagine that anyone would, would not have success in this environment. It's really good. I also caught up with Megan Hughes, another journalist uh, from the industry. I'm here with Megan Hughes from National Geographic Traveller. You've come up from London because you wanted to check out the uh, ski show. I think you've had a good walk around. What, do you, what have you thought so far? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fantastic. It's very, very busy. It's bigger than last year, so obviously something's going well. And I think everyone's just very excited to have a proper winter this year. I feel like the interest is definitely there. Everyone seems very happy, everyone seems very engaged. There's a lot of people buying stuff. I actually saw a guy walking out with a pair of skis as I was on my way in. Hopefully he bought it. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's it's a very positive atmosphere. I feel like everyone really thinks that this year is going to be a great season. Cool, and have you seen anything that takes your eye uh, that you put on your shopping list? Oh, that is the question. I mean, I, every time I see the new line skis right. the next year, I just can't take my eyes off them. They're so pretty, especially the, the women's ones. Cool. It's such a sucker for a top sheet. I also bumped into Doug Newman from Ski Weekend, who come all the way from Exeter to make sure he is at the show. I'm here with Doug Newman from Ski Weekend. Really interested to uh, catch up with you. I just wonder why you've come to the show today. Yeah, nice to see you in. Well, we're here today to meet some clients who have come in from all parts of the country um, and also to meet some uh, journalists here today who uh, would like to discuss our anniversary offer. We're 35 years uh, in business this season. And what do you think of the show itself? It's great. Um, great to absorb a bit of the atmosphere. Good to see all the industry come together in one building and lots of different events on and talks that you can get involved in. There were plenty of Olympians at the show as well. I spoke to Graham Bell about the forthcoming season on Ski Sunday. Yeah, I'm here with Graham Bell. Nice to see you again, Graham. Good to see you. I hear that uh, you don't have your Skiers Edge training machine here because you've sold them all already, is that right? Well, no, we, um, we had a bit of a supply issue, so we hadn't had machines for like the last year. Uh, we got five machines flown over and there were so many customers waiting to buy that we sold those five very quickly. Uh, we've got more machines coming over in a sea shipment. And listener, if you don't know about the Skiers Edge, effectively you're, you're standing on a machine with your ski boots on and skiing from side to side 
It's yeah, it's more of a ski training machine, like a fitness training machine, than it is a ski simulator. Um, the idea is that you work the muscles that you use when you're skiing, you build up that muscle memory, and then you take that to the slopes. And it's really, really good for anaerobic training. So what I'm doing at the show now is, is Perfect Turns, which is a, uh, a ski coaching app. And of course, I've married the two in together. So you can sign up for a skier's edge based program on the Perfect Turns app. So if you've got a skier's edge and you need a program to then train to, to get fit for the winter, and uh, yeah, you can sign up Perfect Turns and, and then marry it together with the Skier's Edge. Yeah, and we chatted about that before. What I'll do is I'll put a link in the show notes to the uh, episode when we talked about that. Now, you're going to be on Ski Sunday again this winter. I think you're doing a mixture of commentary and, uh, and features. Are there going to be any specific races you're commentating on that we should look out for? Well, our series uh, starts in Adelboden, Dave Riding, racing in the slalom there. But we've also got Billy Major and Laurie Taylor um, will be racing in that race. Um, then we go to Wangen for the classic downhills, Wangen Kitzbühel, and uh, then Schladming night slalom. Uh, then there's the race in Chamonix. There's a slalom in Chamonix just before the World Championships. And then the two weekends of the World Championships, first weekend is, is speed, women's downhill, men's downhill. Second weekend is the slaloms, uh, women's slalom, men's slalom. Yeah, it's going to be a seven-week run, and yeah, Ski Sunday will be big. I hope you're taking notes there, listener. I think Graham just did the whole World Cup calendar in one go. Well, not the whole World Cup calendar. We, it was Ski Sunday, we cherry-picked seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, I know the World Cup calendar goes a lot longer than that. It starts in Solden um, in a week's time. Yeah, and you mentioned the World Championships. They're going to be in Courcheval and Meribel, and I'm hoping we might be able to get to chat about that in more detail in due course. But coming up in a couple of weeks, we've got a downhill race in Zermatt, which is a new one. Uh, they look a little light on snow. What do you what are you thinking about that race? Well, the glaciers have recovered from the summer. The summer was really tough uh, on the glaciers. Uh, it was like a massive heat wave across Europe, and it was probably the worst conditions that we've had all you know in, in, in living memory on the glaciers. But they've had like a meter or so of new snow already up at that altitude, 3,500 meters. The start will be in Switzerland. The finish will be in Italy. Uh, the Italian side will be man-made snow. I have no doubts that they will be able to make that snow to, to get down the Italian side to the finish, uh, to, heading towards Chavinia. My only worry is that in late October, beginning of November, because the men's race the last weekend in October, the women's first weekend in November, my, my only worry is that I've been to Zermatt on the glacier that time of year, and to get two weekends without any high wind or you know snow uh, is very unusual so yeah. you know fingers crossed they'll get both races but even if they get one it will be amazing it'll be the first downhill that goes across a national border that was great to chat with graham and Chemi orcourt both multiple olympians i also had the opportunity at the national snow show to speak with mia brooks an upcoming snowboarder who is only 15 years old and will be competing on the world cup circuit this winter as well as doing her gcses i'm here at the national snow show with mia brooks real pleasure to meet you mia i've been nice you. following your career we were just chatting earlier and discovered how old are you i'm 15 15 you're actually three weeks younger than my kids and it would be amazing when I tell them that you know you've been competing in uh, in slope style and big air all over the world yeah. currently you know because of your age you've been competing at a junior level but you've done yeah. Europa Cup right yeah Europa Cup so it's like it's like world cup level almost um but just in the Europa Cup circuit and it's a nice like way 
just to introduce yourself to doing them bigger comps and you also get points from it which allow you to compete in world comps. Yeah and those fish points are really important but what's really good is you've been picking up quite a lot of them because you had a few yeah. podiums along the way haven't you? Yeah so I've been podiuming at lots of the European Cups and Junior World Champs I won which meant that I get a World Cup position of my own so not only did I have enough fizz points to probably get that World Cup spot, but I also won my own World Cup spot, which was really big. Would you say that's your biggest achievement so far then? Yeah, definitely Junior World Champs was like the biggest achievement of my career so far. So. And I notice, uh, you know, you've been busy this summer as well. I think you're yeah. maybe out in Australia. Yeah, out in Australia for five weeks, I think it was. Um, yeah, so like the whole duration of the summer holidays, but yeah, it was good, I really enjoyed it. And when it. you say summer holidays, that mean you've got schooling as well still going um, on? Yeah, yeah, schooling <laughs> still going on, like, just managed to find the right balance between school and uh, snowboarding, because before it was a little bit, like, uneven, like, <laughs> the school will not really let me have time off, but now it's all sorted and we've got it perfect. So, okay, yeah. where did you base yourself in Australia? Uh, in Australia we were in Perisher. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was really nice because there was Perisher and Threadbow, which yeah. were, like right next to each other, so it was really handy. Yeah, and were you, I know historically you spent a lot of time in your Alps in a motorhome, was yeah, it yeah. that style this time around? Um, yeah, I think, well, when we were in Australia, we just had like our home hotel and like uh, apartment, but yeah, like for the past few years, we've been based ourselves in motorhomes and just around Europe, really, so yeah. <laughs> Right, I mean that uh, in itself is quite a challenge. I've uh, spent a bit of time in motorhomes, you know, travelling around Europe and Australia and New Zealand as well, but never really in the uh, winter. I mean, does yeah, it yeah. get pretty cold in there? You plug in and keep warm? I mean, yeah, it does get cold, but we have like gas heating and like electric blankets to keep yourself warm, so yeah, it's good. And how did you um, end up coming into the Team GB, GB Snow Sports uh, setup, how did that come about? Like really it was all down to my parents just taking me snowboarding and like just getting me to love it really with no like pressure and you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that, they were just like go have fun and just like obviously like, in, like push on and improve while you go but just have fun and that's how it sort of led me to the GB team as they picked up on it and were like right okay think we've got something to work with because you just love the sport so much. Yeah, and right now we're sitting at the National Snow Show by the uh, Greystone uh, skateboarding ramp and you're yeah. on there just now with Billy Morgan. Is yeah. it quite nice to hang out with people like that? Yeah, definitely. Like, I've known Billy for a few years now and it's, like, nice to just hang out with, like, past, like, Olympians and, like, even new and upcoming Olympians that it's just nice to have that whole crew and have people to go, like, just have fun with, really. Cool, excellent. Well, if you are my kid's age, that must mean you're in GCSE years. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be quite, a, quite yeah. a challenge, taking on snowboarding in the World Cup and your GCSEs yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a difficult year, but I'm just looking at the light at the end of the tunnel and hopefully it'll all be together. Yeah, well, you know, your record so far has been uh, uh, tremendous and I, you know, wish you uh, all the best and have thank a great you. winter as well. Yes, thank you. I really enjoy chatting with Mia. I can tell you, probably no surprise to you, that she's an excellent skateboarder as well. She was up and down that ramp load with uh, Billy Morgan. Uh, also around the show, there was a strong sustainability theme. I actually did a presentation about electric vehicles in ski resorts and driving out to the Alps. Uh, but I also spoke to whoski.com. I'm here with uh, Sally Warren from Whoski at the National Snow Show. And I'm delighted to tell you, Sally, that I've just sold my first couple of items through Whoski. Yeah, we're really pleased for you, Ian. You're one of our many customers. Maybe listeners don't know, they probably will know, but do you just want to explain what it is, what we're talking about? 
So whoski.com is a peer-to-peer -peer website to buy and sell second-hand ski wear. So that's your jackets, salopettes, your base layers, etc. And there are some skis and snow boots on there as well. Yeah, I've known about Hooski for quite a while. And then I kind of thought, I've got all these bloody jackets you know, and ski pants, you know, sitting in cupboards. It's pointless actually having them sitting there, you know, much better to get them back into that circular economy. Someone else can be wearing uh, them. And so I put them on for, you know, what I consider to be relatively nominal uh, prices, because it's still better if I get some money than uh, them just sitting in a cupboard. And cool, yeah, you know, they sold. You know, someone else will be wearing them this winter. That's really good to hear. What we found in the last couple of days with the snow show is people have got attics full of snow clothes, yeah. snow gear. And they said, right, we're actually going to pull them out, we're going to do something, we can see how we can make the difference now on the environment. Yeah, and what's really interesting to me is, you know, I may have mentioned this before on the uh, podcast, but, you know, my daughter... Uh, and her peers, uh, all of her friends from school, they love going to uh, kilo sales or um, car boot sales or buy stuff off Vinted or Depop or whatever. And for them, it's almost uh, more of a, a, a kind of badge of honour to be wearing uh, vintage pre-loved clothing than it is to buy new stuff. Totally agree. And you can get some things that are really different as well, so they're not run-of-the-mill. I think that's really important to feel more individual and affordable and and everything in fashion goes around uh, and around, doesn't it? I think uh, you mentioned to me somewhere else about how students love to get those old neon onesies from back in the day. So uh, if people have got those in their uh, in their attic, they should fish them out, right? Uh, absolutely. And the gold ones. Someone came yesterday and said, I've got a gold one and I'm going to put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that'll go just like that. Now, if it's sitting in your loft, my advice, uh, uh, put it, uh, have a look at whoski.com and put it on there. Thank you. And uh, elsewhere in the show, I was fascinated by a machine that EcoSki had brought along that can help you clean your clothing in a more sustainable way. Right, I'm here at the uh, National Social Show with uh, Tony Burns from EcoSki, and you've got a very fascinating machine uh, behind you there. It says ozone sanitising deodorising. I wondered if you could just explain, well, what it does and why you're here. So, ozone gas fundamentally does two things. It kills germs and it removes odour. And it does it in a very environmentally friendly way. Ozone occurs naturally in the stratosphere, very, very far up in the atmosphere. So if we can generate ozone gas at sea level in a sealed container, uh, that ozone gas then would be great for sanitising rental clothing, pre-loved clothing, second-hand, um, and really supports sustainable alternatives to the linear business model of retail. Yeah, and I guess it makes a lot of sense as well with waterproofed items like ski jackets and things like that you know you would never stick that in your washing machine at home would you absolutely if you stick items in which are waterproof you can degrade them over time not only does uh, the waterproofing come off but also the mechanical action in a washing machine and the heat starts to degrade the fibers over time so if you can ensure that the items are 100 percent fully sanitized to a medical grade standard then it really supports the longevity of that item and also if you ch have chosen to rent or buy pre-loved then you know that that item is absolutely free from germs yeah and uh, another factor uh, i guess as well is that you're not using any water which is obviously environmentally advantageous as well yeah, well, we're all part of the fashion industry when you think of textiles. So the fashion industry uh, traditionally has had quite a detrimental impact on the environment. So it's very important that when you're facilitating circular business models like clothing rental and clothing repair, you do them in a sustainable way. So you make sure that you're um, saving water, you're saving energy, 
you're reducing the amount of chemicals you use and you're extending the life cycle of these garments. Yeah, now that machine there doesn't look like it's uh, particularly portable. So if someone wanted to take advantage of the service, they would go to the EcoSki website, they can book it through there, can they? Yeah, so the EcoSki website will uh, allow them to rent items that have been sanitised, allow them to buy pre-loved items which have been sanitised in this chamber as well. Um, but also EcoSki offer a repair service and an MOT so you can send the items in and you can get your items cleaned, repaired uh, as part of the process and extend the life cycle of them and that's exactly the ethos that, e uh, that EcoSki are working on. Yeah, excellent. Well that's really good Tony, thanks for sharing uh, that with us and I'll have to work out, have a look through my cupboard and work out what I can uh, send down to you. Thanks again. Super, thanks. So hopefully that's given you an impression, listener, of what the National Snow Show at the Birmingham NEC was like. Uh, I'd certainly consider it to be a success, and I think the organisers consider it to be a success as well, because they did make an announcement that Chemi alluded to earlier on in this episode, and that is that next year in 2023, they are going to put on a London show as well. So I interviewed the uh, MD of Raccoon Events and the organiser of the National Snow Show, Stephen Morgan, to find out more. Right, I'm here with Stephen Morgan, who is the uh, organiser, MD of Raccoon uh, Events, who organised the uh, National Snow Show here at the NEC. It was a very good day yesterday, really busy, and at the end of the day there were some exhibitor drinks. Very kind of you to get us all a, a drink. But Steve, you stood up and gave us some very exciting news, and I wondered if you could tell listeners uh, you know, what's going on next year. Definitely high in, and yeah, we're um, absolutely stoked and amped up to announce the fact that we'll be launching next year the National Snow Week. Um, this will be a, a whole week of snow-focused events which aims to galvanise the whole industry having smaller satellite consumer events all across the UK, trade events and bookended by the National Snow Show in Birmingham and finishing with the Snow Show in London. Right, okay, so that's very exciting. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer in a rising tide floats all boats. You know, great for consumers and for businesses uh, alike within the industry. So we're here in Birmingham at the moment in the middle of October. Is it going to still take place in October? And will, will the Birmingham one come first and then the London one after that? Yeah, no, great question. So the Birmingham show will happen on the 14th and 15th of October next year. And the London event will happen on the 21st and 22nd of October uh, at London XL. Right, okay, yeah, I know the XL. I've been out there before to pick up my uh, bib for the London Marathon and World Travel Market, etc. And I think that's, you know, it's relatively easy to get to and also well served because that new Elizabeth line goes there as well, doesn't it? Exactly. And so, snow sports are weak. So what kind of things would you anticipate happening, you know, in between? You mentioned those are the bookends, the two shows themselves, one in Birmingham and one in London. What kind of events would be happening uh, in between? Is this across the UK? Yeah, definitely. So the whole aim and thinking behind this is to, as I said, galvanise the entire snow sports industry in the UK and having events that happen at snow centres, dry slope, retailers, trade events with brands and press and tour operators and overseas international exhibitors um, and brands obviously like, you know, the sorts of destinations and resorts that come over here to engage with the UK market. But it's really the opportunity to bring all of that together under the banner of the National Snow Week, having these smaller satellite events which engage all different types of audiences, 
across the entirety of the industry. Yeah, great. And I think, you know, I can see that uh, working for sure. Over by uh, your stand here in the show, mm. you've got a plan of mm. how that London show is going to look. And I see that you've already sold a whole load of places in it. I mean, it's been very hard finding you this morning because you're so busy dealing with people who are booking a, a space there. Definitely. But, um, you know, will you have uh, kind of partners on board for that as well? Yes, and we have a heavy hitter mainstream media partner. Um, so the Evening Standard will be partnering with us. Um, but that's not just for London. That yeah. is across the entire Snow Week. Right. So they will be helping us with Birmingham, Snow Week and London Snow Show. Partnering with us, helping us amplifying the message and our reach. Uh, and really sort of extending our arms and, and noise that we create around the industry itself. Okay, excellent. Well, I mean, to me, it, it sounds great. And I think probably for listeners, you know, who are perhaps out of reach of uh, Birmingham and haven't been able to come along here, the return of a snow show to London is going to be a, a big deal because I'm thinking that the last one must have been in 2019, perhaps. Mm. Uh, so quite a long time ago now. And, uh, you know, evidently there's a huge number of skiers who live around the uh, southeast who would go along to that. Like I say, he might not be able to make it up here. So, yeah, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to it. You know, we're a year away, so lots more information, uh, you know, will come out in between times. But, uh, you know, really exciting news, Stephen. Thanks for sharing it with us. Awesome. Thank you again, Ian. Always a pleasure and look forward to our next chat. So that was really interesting, listener. Next year, 2023, in October, you can look forward to National Snow Week. Going to start with the uh, National Snow Show in Birmingham, finish with the uh, London Snow Show, and we'll see what happens in between. What you can guarantee is if you keep listening to the Ski Podcast, then you'll find out all about it here first. Don't forget, listener, that we have 157 other episodes to catch up on. Uh, typically, 75 to 100 get listened to every week. Uh, you can follow me at Skipedia and the podcast at the ski podcast but for now i'd like to thank all of my contributors to this particular podcast and finally listener thank you for joining us and until next time goodbye thanks for listening to this episode of the ski podcast don't forget that if you want to support the podcast, then remember to book your ski hire with Intersport and use the code SKIPODCAST or simply take the link in the show notes. It'll save you money and help us too. Thanks again and have a great winter.